Hey, what is up, everybody? And welcome to the Get Your Bell Wrong Football Podcast. He is Kevin Reynolds. I am Bobby Wall, and we are here to talk all things football and hit you with some takes that might rattle you up a bit. On tonight's show, we will talk about the week nine that was. Was week nine that we just got through? Correct, sir. That is wild. Uh, we're going to give out some mid-season uh, awards, some good, some not so great. And as always, our starts of the week. But first, Mr. Kevin Reynolds, how you doing? Hanging in there, buddy. Uh, we got we got the nice weather still for another day or two. Then it looks like winter's going to come. So my tennis season will be coming to a grinding halt here soon. But aside from that, things are good. I consider going down to the Ravens game this Sunday, but I'm probably not. Tickets are just freaking it's just through the roof anymore. I can't afford to spend four hundred dollars to go me and my daughter go watch a football game. Dude, it's it's insane. And then you're playing paying anywhere from fifty to seventy five dollars just to park. That's what I'm it's saying. Between I'm, tickets, parking, yeah. food, drinks, and it's everything. Hundred bucks. Concerts, all of it. All of it. It's wild. It's wild. Uh yeah, man. I uh I've been working out a little more than normal. Feeling good about, you know, myself making some good food choices. My son, he's crushing kindergarten. We got our first awards day tomorrow in school and he's getting a couple awards for uh uh reading and math. It's it's good, man. I'm I'm you know, I know it's November, but pretty thankful counting counting the blessings. When, when's the second one coming along? Uh end of January. The little brother will be picking. Well, let me ask you this. Will we still be able to, will Reggie give the blessing for us to still take our trek to Detroit in April? (laughs) Because I've been telling people that we're going. Yeah, I may, I may have to uh, pull the, the grandparent card and see if my, my mom or dad can come down and hang out for the weekend. Because I really want to do that. As a matter of fact, I was even thinking this week that we should probably start looking at accommodations soon yeah. because it'll probably be a pretty uh, big weekend there. Yeah. Man, I don't even know what date it is uh, this far out, but absolutely. Sometime in April. Yeah. we And we're, we're going to do a show from the draft, right? Yeah. Oh, it'd be awesome. Maybe we'll talk to our friends from last year, see if we can get any pointers on how we could sneak into the place. Oh, yeah. Was it the Brant Brothers? Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, pumped. All right, sir. We got some some changes going on here uh, at the quarterback position. We got uh, let's see, Kyler Murray should be making his first start this week. Um, Will Levis has been named the official starter probably for the rest of the season, obviously barring injury. And then the Rams signed a quarterback as well. But I'll go ahead and let you introduce because I'm not falling into that hole again. Uh, but let's start with Kyler Murray. I don't What's know why up? you've got to be like that. You finally <laughs> were on board, and you even said you you'd come to terms, you come to grips with things, and now we're 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 going backwards. Is that is that where we uh, are? You know what, I, Kevin? I decided we're going to go ahead and rip this bandaid off. Uh, I'm changing up the my show notes here. Prince Harry got signed by the Rams. He was two and five last year for the Commanders. This guy does not have a lot left, but they cut every other quarterback on yes. the roster. I mean, Brett Rippon just started a game, and now he's on the street. Carson Wentz is, doesn't have a lot left, but he is better than Brett Rippon, I would think. 
uh, and maybe better than a hurt Matt Stafford. So what do you, what do you, what's going on here with Carson Wentz? I'm sorry, Prince Harry. Well, besides the fact that his tax funded uh, bodyguards were in police protection were taken from him and Markle, this sounds like a pretty good deal. I mean, why why not go in there? He might have to play a little bit, might not. Anything's better than ripping. Um, what's that, Bennett Stetson? He's hanging out at the local local dive bar, so yes, he yes. he won't be playing. <laughs> oh yeah, Stetson. Yeah, that's how that's <laughs> how that's how quickly this guy's just gone from the lexicon of football. He's just that's... a really old college football player who now is more worried about drinking than football. Now we like to have a few drinks. But nobody offered us seven million a year to play football. I would gladly give up my beer for seven million dollars a year to play football. Uh, yeah, Matt Stafford can't stay on the field. Why, why would you not bring in a veteran that at least can learn a playbook if he doesn't already know it very quickly? Anything's better than Brett Rippin. They, they, I mean, they still have an outside, very outside shot at making the playoffs. You, you do anything I, if you're in that position. Yeah, I know as a Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua owner, I'm thrilled. Oh yeah, they're bringing in Wentz, and I mean Wentz isn't and wasn't good. But, well, no, like they'll still said. lose probably games. He'll throw three picks, but he'll also throw for 365 yards, of which 250 of it will be to those two. Yeah, right, and he's not afraid to rip it. So, no, as far as a yeah. fantasy thing goes, this is great for any any Rams receivers owners. Um, from a football standpoint, again, not great. It's not going to save the world, but it's it's better than Brett Rippon. So, Kyler Murray, first start in, I mean, like a year, right? So, if he, if, you know, as long as they trot him out there, how do you feel about his fantasy outlook week, first week back? First week back, not stellar, although they say the there will be no restrictions. It's still first game back, you're going to have a little bit of rust. That said, it's got to be better than that. Jackass they threw out last week. What was that fella's name? Clayton Toon. Yes. Oh, sweet Lord. What? How on earth is that guy on an NFL roster? Right. So who's better, him or Brett Rippon? Brett Rippon, that's night and day. He can at least run the offense. He can't run it well. This other dude, what did they have? Like 55 total yards of offense for an entire game? How is that possible in the NFL? That. I mean, I could see when you're in one of those blizzard games or a game where it's negative 10 out or in the middle of a hurricane, but hanging out in the Arizona sun and blah, 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 and that's all you can do is 55 freaking total yards, less than a yard per minute. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think about it like that. You're right. That's uh, that's pretty um, impressively bad. That said, I'm sure you've read some of the things coming out of there that Murray seems like he's maybe turned a page and realized that he had perhaps been a bit of an ass and squandered the first few years of his career and is finally deciding maybe he's going to take things seriously and accomplish something. I'm I'm I know it was an ACL that he's coming back from, but I'm really hoping that uh, I I'm going to start him. Okay, actually, you know what? I'll ask you, who would you start? Tyler Murray against Atlanta, decent matchup, first cup, first start back, or surprising Russell Wilson Monday night, but he's playing against Buffalo, which is pretty tough on fantasy quarterbacks. Probably Kyler Murray, just because I know he'll rush enough to get me at least the extra touchdown right there. So my follow-up question was going to be, even though he's coming back from an ACL, are you worried about him not taking off? No, because it's been 11 months. Um, 
So I'm, no, I'm I, I think honestly, Arizona was hesitant, but at the same time, they want to make sure he's good, but they want him out there. They want him doing everything. Cause again, some of the reports I read today is this isn't just for him. This is his audition for every other team in the league. Does the fact that the new Call of Duty is coming out tomorrow affect your uh, idea of, that could of how be he'll problematic. perform? No, because like I said, things coming out of there saying he's a new man. That he yeah. decided he's Listen. not a child anymore. He's a grown man. And maybe this injury could be the best thing that ever happened to him. Maybe realize, like, hey, none of this is for granted. I could be out of the league in another six months. He certainly could be. All right, last one. Will Levis, uh, what do we think? Well, this is another one of those situations. Couldn't be any worse than Tannehill or Malik Willis. Um, he likes to slang it. We like that. Um, I mean, the dude can just stand flat foot. We, we we were talking off, you know, not on the show about the other week, or maybe even on the show, how the guy could throw 70 yards falling backwards. It's sick. But he, he's going to need time. He needs to learn the offense. He needs to do this and that. He needs uh, – hopefully they'll do some better play calling there, give him a chance. But I don't dislike it. Why not? That team's not going anywhere. Why not give him the, the reps this year so he's not brand new next year? What about – you going to start him on your fantasy team? 27 points in his first start, 10 in his second. Well, it depends what my other options are. Yeah. Uh, do I think he's a top 12 guy? No. Do I think he's a top 16 guy? No. But if you're in my case, like in my league of record, and your two your two top five quarterbacks from weeks one through four are both on IR for the season, you got to do something. I tried to get him, didn't get him, so I'm throwing out Derek Carr, who's not a, really a top twelve guy either. Well, he's got Tampa, who give up the fourth most points to quarterbacks. So I'm I'm in a QB quandary in a league where I have call. I'm actually my decision is between. Carr and Levis, and I think I'm going Levis this week. Yeah, it's just looking at the Carr's weather. It's really floor. warm, like 83 and sunny down there in Tampa, so he's going to get good weather. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, I have D Hop as my uh, receiver of the week. Oh, oh, okay. Back to the well. I like it. All right, we'll do some midseason awards here. Sure, buddy. All right. Uh, so we did MVP, we did bust, we did surprise player, rookie, and coach. Uh, now, I know what yours are. You went more real football over fantasy. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, and I lean it's more towards fantasy. a little fantasy. bit of both. Really, it's a... Mine's more towards fantasy, so that's that's good. What, uh, who's your who's your midseason MVP? Well, a lot of you will call me a homer, but I think right now he's actually the odds-on Vegas favorite is L. Jackson. Lead still number one in the league in completion percentage, number one in the league in completion percentage on throws at least 15 yards down the field, still leading the league of all quarterbacks with over 400 yards rushing. He's not making the endless mistakes, the fumbles, the interceptions anymore. You you can't say with the numbers he's putting up, you can't say that he's just sort of managing this offense, but in a way he is, and they're allowing others to do work. It doesn't hurt that they're getting great field position. But if I if I had to put the money on somebody today, it would it would have to be Elchex. Not to mention they're the number. I mean, they're tied for the best starter, but they're the number two seed in the AFC right now. Um, MVP almost always comes from a team you know towards the top. So that's where I'm going because Tua's dropped off a little for a game or two. Mahomes hasn't looked particularly great, and Elchex isn't. Like I said, he's not blowing people out of the water here. But I think I think he's made serious ground the last couple of weeks. 
Who you got? Can I can I blow your mind uh here for a second? Do you know who's the second leading rusher for the quarterback position? I don't. I mean, I, you would usually go with Josh Allen, Hurts. Obviously, if you're blowing my mind, it's not them. Well, you got Josh right. It's Joshua Dobbs. 324 oh, wow. rushing yards. I know, right? He's had a great year, except for the week I played him when he got six points <laughs> and had 12 at one point. Uh, Yeah. Well, mine's uh, Christian McCaffrey. He had a bye week. He's still the number one running back in fantasy by more than 20 points. And like I said, I took a fantasy turn here. Um, This guy is just is unreal. He is the offense. And when they need to run the ball, they give it to him. When they need to throw the ball, they throw it to him. So I, I just don't know how you can't. I mean, I don't know how you can pick somebody else besides him unless it, you wanted to go Tyreek Hill. But Tyreek Hill's got A.J. Brown um, right on his heels. So CMC is in a class by himself. Okay, well, let, let me let me just ask you something real quick here. So CMC and our, say our once and done league, has 187. Mm-hmm. Your boy ETN, Etienne in my world, has 153. But one of them went number one overall. The other one went probably what? Early third round? Um, Yeah, I would say so. Early, mid-third. And only 34 points behind. So you don't you wouldn't put any stock in it as far as if you're talking about numbers compared to draft position, you you, you couldn't you couldn't throw him in there. Or even most of uh, you is at 164. He's even between them. And now we're talking about a guy who probably went in the seventh, sixth, seventh round. Yeah, he was much slower. Uh, yeah, we're talking about who's the best, who is the most valuable. You're just talking can... straight points. Well, I'm right. saying yeah. from a fantasy standpoint, we look at more than just straight points. We look at value. You get a guy in the seventh round that gets as many points as a guy in the first round. That guy's far more valuable to you because you got him in the seventh round. Now, that would be different, right? So that would be like, um, oh, my gosh. Who is the running back for Jacksonville that was undrafted everywhere and ended up being like RB4 James, in the year? Um, um, James, James Robinson. Robinson. He's yeah. got cut again, by the way. Right. So now if we're, you know, someone like that, we're talking who's the, you know, the best draft value or ETNs in the conversation. Definitely most are a hundred percent. Another guy I'm going to talk about as my rookie um, um, so far will, would also be in that conversation, but I'm not, I'm not talking about draft value. Don't care anything about that. CMC was the number one pick for a reason. He's, he's the best in the game. Fair enough. Who's your bust. Now you're saying I'm doing this from fantasy, or you're saying I'm doing no, this no, from- no. You 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 went a real football route, which is just fine. I did. I yeah. I went a little fantasy, but mine would be both. It'd be B. John, but it's not because of his him. It's because of the I know. Yep. awful, awful Arthur Smith is completely outthought himself. He's wasting two of the what 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 are considered two of the best like spark athletes in the league between him and Pitts are just a joke to even be on that team. It makes no sense. The two guys on your team that can contribute the most, you don't even give them a chance to contribute. It, it's mind-boggling from an NFL standpoint. It makes no sense. The guy averages whatever yards per carry. It's just a ridiculous number. From a fantasy standpoint, why is this guy not getting the ball? There were there were there were leagues. He's got the, a lot of leagues. As he's going top three, top four. Right. I spent an arm and a leg on him, drafted him, expecting huge things, and out of, right out of the gate, it looked great. Then Arthur Smith decided, yeah, I don't really care about playing this guy. Matter of fact, I hate him so much, 
one of these weeks, I'm going to make up a mystery illness and only give him one carry. It's uh, it's mind boggling to, to, the, to NFL people. Like anything you read about online, like every expert there is, is like, how does Arthur Smith still have a job? Why did why did they waste the draft? What was the point drafting these guys to not play? Nothing came of that, by the way. Of the, the Falcons, I didn't see him get fined. I didn't see anything. Nah, I don't. That. If anything did happen, I guess it it was low key, and it, maybe they just aren't done with it yet. Yeah. But regardless, it, why why use all the draft capital on these guys if you didn't plan to ever give them the ball? The he's offense RB, should be based around the two of them, and it's just not. He's RB twenty seven in points per game. Yeah, it's he's just, he is the best player on the field almost always yep. when he's on the field, regardless of who they're playing against. He's the best guy out there. There's, there's so no that you can't find. I challenge anybody listening, watching. Show me an article that defends this, besides the, something that Arthur Smith himself wrote. Because apparently, he's the only person that's privy to this information. Do you see the BS he put out the other night about this, that, and the other of the scheme of things and this? And we know what's going on in our building and this crap. Like, dude, you're no, it's you, not everybody else on the pounds. It's just you. Now, he did say something that was truthful. He said that Tyler Algier is one of the best goal line backs in a league. And Tyler Algier, like from the goal line, he's, I think he's like three of six um, in scoring. Well, Bajan's, he hasn't scored from the goal line. He's also only had one carry. Yeah. I don't exactly think he'd be poor at scoring on, right. down there. But it doesn't and matter. They don't give him the ball anywhere. They're not giving the ball anywhere. He's not on I'm the field half the time. I'm singing his praises and I was kind of pumping the brakes just a little bit during draft season. Like I wasn't sure for various reasons. I'm like, you know, this guy, I don't know. Everyone's so high on him. Uh, There's a couple little things I was worried about, but dude, this, I mean, I'm watching this guy play. He's, he's every bit of it. Yeah. I'd say it's not him. It's Arthur Smith. So from a fantasy standpoint, or if you're a Falcons fan, the best thing that could happen to be John Arthur Smith gets fired at the end of the season because he's awful. Absolutely. No, Arthur Smith what a waste, gets fired. I don't think he's a show. horrible coach. He's just completely wastes the talent on his team. Right. Well, and I, I mean, and that is I horrible. That, I mean, that is yes, horrible. Uh, uh, mind boggling. Right. So there, that's my guy from both yeah, standpoints. My, my biggest bust is Devontae Adams. He is wide receiver 25 in points per game. This guy has had one wide receiver, one finish all year. That's it. We're week. We're in week ten. We've had nine weeks of this nonsense. He's been a wide receiver one just once, and he was wide receiver one that week. Other than that, it has been absolutely abysmal. Um, I'm really hoping they can turn this around because, my I've, gosh, I've got him slated for the for the playoffs for the ones that done. If I make it. You know, we're not looking too far ahead here, but I'm at the point now. Can I trust him? Can I trust Cooper Cup in the fantasy playoffs? Or do I play them before that? Because I, I don't really want to play him when it really, really matters. It's tough to trust anybody, man. It is anymore. Um, all right. Who's your biggest surprise? Biggest surprise. I, I didn't know I was doing a biggest surprise. Right, I'll do one and you think for a minute. How's that? Yeah, because you wrote to me midseason MVP, bust, rookie, and coach. You didn't give yeah, me a surprise well, category. Uh, hey, surprise. Yeah, thank you. Jesus. Oh, my biggest surprise. I'll, I'll come up with somebody here. He was drafted as wide receiver 50 
yet he is already within eight catches of last year's total. Only He's only eight games played, and he's the current wide receiver nine. That is Mr. Old Man Adam Thielen. Good grief. Now, he was drafted as a wide receiver five, like bottom of your bench. You didn't start him in week one. You didn't start him in week two. And then all of a sudden, he's a must, absolute must start. I think I told you, um, I think I talked about it on the show maybe a couple weeks ago, where Bryce Young is so hyper-focused on him that they call the play. Thielen had just had a big play. He was on the sideline catching, catching his breath. They called a play that's supposed to go to Thielen. Bryce Young looks up and Thielen's not on the field. So he called a timeout so that Thielen could come on the field and he could throw it to him. I mean, it is, I love it, man. Good. For, Adam Thielen's a good dude. He's had quite the journey and I love it, man. I'm, I'm proud of him. Happy for him. Very good. So, so I would throw this out then. I, I actually am too. That's great for Thielen. He, because we both just sort of wrote him off. I remember in our preseason thing talking, we completely wrote the dude off. But um, I would take both Miami backs, Moser and Achan. Who, who would have thought Moser at this point in the season sharing the field? Well, for half of it, because Achan got hurt, would be the number two running back. And Achan, in the games he's actually played, I think has the highest average per game of the games he actually was a part of. I mean, we everybody we thought this. You know, my my thing with Tyreek and my thing with Tua. They're, they're my bold predictions, but I would have never thought that these two backs would be crazy. Now, granted, they were helped a lot by a single uh, game of ten touchdowns. I think they had what eight between them. Didn't they have four each that game? Is that what it was? Uh, it was either four, four each. Poster may have had five. It was something wild. Yeah, it was something. Not speaking of which, you may or may not have seen this today. Who uh, who who's the worst? Who's the worst offense in the league this year right now so far? Not Giants. Green Bay. Who is it? Giants. Giants. It's like eleven points a game. So Giants. Okay, then maybe it's them. One of these teams has nine offensive touchdowns on the season. I don't know if it's the Giants. Who the hell was it? I'll have to look it up. Uh, I'll, I'll mention it on the, on on Facebook if I see it. Um, has nine total touchdowns. The the Dolphins had ten. In that game. In that game. It's it's crazy. Absolutely yeah. freaking crazy. Uh, the lowest scoring team is the New York Giants. They have 101 total points. They have five passing touchdowns and four rushing touchdowns. Yeah, okay, yeah, then it was them. Yeah. So the Giants as a team through week nine weeks have nine offensive touchdowns. The Dolphins had 10 in one game. They have They have eight interceptions and four fumbles lost. They have more turnovers than touchdowns. And and again, I know everybody still wants to blame it on Danny Dimes. Well, people in general, when you read any article, of course, they all mention how they have maybe the worst offensive line in the league in the last 10 years. Danny Dimes has had no chance, and now he's just done. How do they have two wins? <laughs> That's when, wild when, to A me. couple close games. Two wins. All right. Rookie for me. Puka Nakua, he is currently wide receiver six. He has five top 14 finishes. Now, normally I'd say wide receiver one, which would be a top 12 finish, but he finished that as wide receiver 14 twice. So I'll give him some credit there. Um, I mean, this dude was undrafted in almost every single fantasy draft because why would you? Puka Nakua, 
I mean, barely, folks barely even heard of him. Drafted was he fifth rounder out of BYU, and he is he looks like the real deal. Week after week, keep looking for weaknesses, and his only weakness is the guy throwing him the football because he's making all kinds of great catches in traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, he can be explosive if he needs to break tackles. Uh, I'm excited to see where this guy's career goes. Yeah, I think his other minor weakness is that Cooper Cup is back. It hasn't ruined him, but it's definitely cut into his ceiling. That's that's for sure. Um, but I just went with the obvious. I just went with C.J. Stroud, number six quarterback so far. Mm-hmm. Throws up a 46 burger last week. Just looked unstoppable. The dude looks like the real deal, man. That Houston hit the jackpot with him. Yeah, man. It, uh, I mean, I, I saw it coming out. Obviously, he was my QB1 by a fairly wide margin. Definitely – Bryce Young wasn't even in the conversation for me, uh, but I didn't see this. I, I don't. I don't. Even the Texans, I can't imagine saw this. He, he's had what two, maybe two games where you're like, yeah, I don't know about that, but he has looked so great. Uh, and it's so, not like he's doing it. He's at Nico. He has made Nico Collins relevant. And I, ta- oh, I know yeah. Tank Dell was good in college, but this is this is the NFL now. But Tank Dell looks explosive and everything, and it's he's he is winning. He is willing this team to win games when they're not supposed to. So it was Lovey Smith, the coach last year, right? If he was done that and got the number one overall pick, do you think they still would have taken Stroud or that they would have taken Young? Because if they would have taken Bryce Young, you could make the argument that Lovey Smith's whole plan inadvertently backfired and they ended up with the better quarterback. <laughs> At least thus far, it's night and day so far. Wow, this is a chess match, buddy. Right? <laughs> right? Am I wrong? Is, I mean, we're gonna need a we're gonna need a decade to figure this one out. Yeah. Oh, we are actually it, because it's very early now. We're nine games in. This this could completely flip flop. Who knows? But right now, boy, do they look brilliant. Now we know we know for a fact that um, uh, what's his name? D coordinator for the Jets. Whenever he won that game, and they uh the Jaguars ended up with the first overall pick mm. um they uh they ended up with Zach Wilson that's right and that is absolutely a loss Lawrence is yeah that's far better we we already know the answer to that one but we're gonna have to see about this Lovey Smith one yeah uh and then my coach is Dan Campbell the Detroit Lions are six and two leading the NFC North and they have five fantasy-relevant guys on a team that used to have Calvin Johnson, and that was kind of it. Um, I mean, you have a tight end four, Sam Laporta. You'd see that coming in the preseason. So you got two running backs. You got a Monroe St. Brown. Jared Goff, is fan- especially when he's playing at home, you can start him anytime uh, he's in that dome. So uh, Dan Campbell is my coach so far. I want to pick Dan Campbell simply because of our love affair with the Lions. But then it's like, you know what? Going to the season, we expected this. This is not a surprise to me. This is what we expected out of them, to be frank. Um, so it was him. I even thought about going with Harbaugh because he finally has made a few changes. But then I was like, you know what? Screw him because they should be 9-0. and This is a crock. But they do have the highest. They have the highest, by far the highest um, uh, point differential in the league. You know, he's he's been good. I'll give it to him, but I still want him fired at the end of the season. But I had to go against everything that I hold dear to myself. And you know who I picked. Omar Epps himself, Mike Tomlin. 
I I honestly expected the Steelers to maybe win five games all year. Here we are, five and three. They'd be in the playoffs. I, it's funny. We were talking about the whole thing of them. There's been only, uh, I think, I saw today 33 teams in NFL history since they really kept track of this, that in their first eight games, they're outgained every game. Of course, this is the first team ever to have a winning record through it. And you know who the last team was to be outscored or outgained every uh, every um, game through eight weeks? Let's hear it. Last year's Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. So nothing's changed. Yet they're five and three. They've got not a, a except for their divisional games. They don't have a real hard schedule the rest of the year. This is a team that could easily now go 10 and seven, 11 and six and and make it in the playoffs. And who wants to play play that defense and play his mind in the playoffs? Nobody does. I, I wouldn't expect him to go there and win a Super Bowl. I'm not saying that, but I wouldn't want to play him in the divisional round. They're a six and 11 team. At best. That's, yes. It's, uh, he does it every year. It's incredible. Never having a losing season like 20 years or however long he's yeah. been there. It's Not once has he gone out onto the field and tried to tackle anybody oh in the middle gosh, of the play. Here we go. So he doesn't even have that. He's still doing it without cheating. Wild. All right. You ready to move on and break down these games? I sure am, buddy. All right. Speaking of your Steelers, they beat the Titans They're last. They're not my Steelers. Please don't ever say that again. That was – that's the closest things – thing we've ever come to fighting words on this show. Uh, I'll even do this because of that. That was wrong on many levels. I really tried to sneak that in there. Wow. Uh, well, when I say you're Cowboys one of these days, then we'll see how it feels. That's fine. Um, the only player worth having on the Titans was Derrick Henry. We talked Will Levis really let you down after that monster game. And, of course, if he didn't do anything, neither did DeAndre Hopkins. As for the Steelers, there were some options there. Najee Harris got you almost 15. Jalen Jalen Warren is easily the best player in that backfield. It's not that this guy is so explosive. He looks so much better than Najee Harris. There I don't know why they're something that we don't know. It has to be. It has to be. Um, and then my guy, Deontay Johnson, uh, 18 and a half points. Great start for you uh in the once and done. Oh, uh, not so much for me and George Pickens. George Pickens had the most egregious non-touchdown catch in all of football this year probably he caught a ball in the end zone foot is in he's got three yards to drag his toe tap it anything and he doesn't he takes a monstrous three yard step out of bounds and doesn't get that other foot in uh which obviously ruined his night but so so reading this week his whole thing about you know he got on twitter and what what he write save me or oh yeah help me whatever it was some I start thinking, this guy was a troublemaker at Georgia, but we never denied his talent. As you know, he was my like big guy coming out of college. I, I, oh, yeah. I've talked him up and down to you on, on the show. Yep. Is there a chance, I can't say he did this, that he did that on purpose? Is there a chance that not he did it on purpose, but he purposely is going out there now and not trying all that hard? And ended up just sort of nonchalantly going through that play because the only thing he can think is how he wants to lead. His buddy scores his first touchdown in a year and a half. Have you seen have you seen these pictures? He's there no. celebrating worst pickings, has his helmet off, walking off the field, ignoring the whole thing. Like he's like, screw him. It it's it's a it's an issue. Tomlin, of course, this week said it's not, it's a pebble in his shoe. But 
are we witnessing another freaking Pittsburgh diva, but this time a diva before you even accomplished anything? Here's the problem with that. Let's say he does one out and he's doing it on purpose. Every 31 other NFL teams are watching you act like a jerk. Yep. And they're not going to want you on their team. Like this just shows I don't I don't know if it's just ignorance or a or a extremely low IQ. I, I don't know what it is, but that is just so dumb to do that and act that way. I think he's just sort of a jackass, dude. And he's going to be a pouty little baby and do his thing, I guess, to play his way out of town. The promise for the Steelers is they'll get a sixth-round pick for him instead of a second-round pick. Yeah, right. Exactly. But it wasn't a it wasn't a good look. And anyway, like I said, the way he acted after the game and through the game, there's just some some's not some's not right there. Yeah, no kidding. All right. Um, in what was a snooze fest? I don't know, not a snooze fest, but a, a big letdown of a game was Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, beating Miami Dolphins 21 to 14, only five total touchdowns in this game. You kind of thought there was going to be five touchdowns for each team going in, but it was in Germany and way to waste this, what could have been an awesome game by putting it overseas. I don't understand. It's a terrible choice. The Dolphins, Raheem Mostert was the only one that did anything for you. And that's because he got a touchdown. If it wasn't for that score, uh, you'd be disappointed in him as well. Patty Mahomes, nothing for you. And uh, really, None of of the Chiefs. I know they scored three touchdowns, but it's like Jarek McKinnon got one, Rushy Rice got one, but didn't get to ten points. You know, it's the difference uh, in the game good. was a defensive touchdown. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, imagine being a Chiefs season. Oh, I know, I know, and 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 losing this game, this mm. whole year thing. I don't, I don't get it. It's a crop. Such a car. Now they're saying they're going to do more and more. Now they're talking about playing in Australia, South America, Asia, talking about putting a team in Europe. Who the hell's going to want to go play there away from everything they have here in the States? How are they going to get free agents? Yeah. That, you know what? That's a good point. I'm signing you to play Frankfurt. Yeah. I mean, what do they do? Like give like, them auto, an automatic if you play there. They have the same salary cap but but if you go play there you automatically get a 50 percent raise on top of it that doesn't count towards the cap things like that what will be the incentive for me to take my family uproot them and run them over to freaking germany to live for the year and not to mention the travel the jet lag all this stuff of these games what happens when i when frankfurt germany has to play seattle and you you got eight away games you know what i mean it's that's what i'm saying it makes they say or or what division are they going to be in? You know, you're going to put them in the ASE, so at least it's a little bit closer. And then now all those teams every year have to travel to Europe. It's just it's such a mess. It's like the only thing Roger Goodell really does that I think is stupid. Um, yeah, I could not agree more. But yeah, uh, what a letdown, letdown of a game. I know. I know. The Patriots lose at home to the Washington Commanders. I know the Patriots aren't good, but come on, you can't beat Washington in your own backyard. First record in the um, AFC. Yeah, no kidding. Washington's very hard to trust, honestly, any of these players. Like you you hey, uh Terry McLaurin's gonna have a great game. Nah, this week it's the it's uh Jahan Dotson and Brian Robinson's kind of ho hum. But here comes Antonio Gibson all of a sudden putting on uh, you know, breathing down Robinson's neck the last couple weeks. So Logan Thomas did nothing. Uh, when you know he's been he's been performing pretty well 
And then for the Patriots, Ramondre Stevenson had an awesome game, but a lot of it came on his what? Was it a 65-yard touchdown run? Yeah, I think it was. One long, that one long run, yep. Yeah, other than that, not much going on there. Uh, you started Hunter Henry by chance. He got you a score, and that's uh, that's it, man. I, I'm, I'm noticing a trend here. In these first three games we've gone through, not a single back or receiver or tight end or anybody reached 100 yards. Well, it's not a uh, single one. That's going to continue for at least one team on our next game we talk about as well. Yeah, you got uh, that right. Oh, <laughs> Lord Almighty. Cleveland, 27. Arizona, zero. The Clayton this game Toon, should have been like 77 to zero. Clayton Toon got negative. Sorry, so a long time ago, I don't know if I've shared this on the on the show or not, but I had a buddy in my league of records named Dan Coons. He uh, he one time started Jake Cutler. Uh, he had two quarterbacks. His one quarterback was on a bye, so he had to start Cutler. And the quarterback that was on a bye outscored Jake Cutler because Cutler had negative points. And that's exactly what happened. Like, dude, negative 1.3 points. The, uh, the big star of the show for Arizona was Marquise Brown and his four catches for 24 yards. Luckily, Kyler Murray's back. Kyler Murray likes Hollywood, so let's get that going. Um, and then if you started a Brown, I don't think you were – upset about it because it's not like you were starting Elijah Moore or anybody. Um Scream Hunt got you almost 10 points. Jerome Ford did get to 10 points. I don't think you were expecting a ton out of them anyway. But Amari Cooper did have a nice game. Five for 139 and a score. He did. Five targets, five catches. Looked great. He he uh won me uh got me a two and oh in my league of record this week. So how do you feel about Deshaun Watson? He looked good this game, but again, it's he's gonna be I, hit or I, miss. Where right. back before the shenanigans, he was hit, hit, hit every week. Maybe I don't miss or two each year. Uh, or he, yeah, I, I, I don't know. This is one game he played well, but it's the first game he's really played well. So I and it was against a god awful team. They were getting the ball on like the the Arizona thirty on every other series. So yeah, uh, I think we're gonna find out. Right, they play the Ravens this week. They play your Ravens this week. So we're gonna find out what Watson's made of. Um, if he comes out and he performs well this week, then all right, now we're getting somewhere. Um, we mentioned the Rams. Luckily, they're on by uh, to I don't know lick their wounds. Uh, this game again, Rams and Packers. Not a single person reached the hundred yard mark. So so far we've gone through what this is our fifth game. We have game. one guy, Amari Cooper, one make it to 100 yards. Yep. I mean, Brett Rippon barely got to 100 yards passing as the quarterback. So big letdown here, although Aaron Jones did score, and um, it's obviously been his best game since week one. And uh, that's it, unless you threw uh, Luke Musgrave out there with a Hail Mary. Yeah, that was uh, that was actually a nice yeah. catch. It was a nice little play. Oh, yeah. Yeah, these are two teams that are just right? trash. With when the Rams don't have Matt Stafford in, they're just trash. Yeah. Um, the next game though, this was much more exciting. The Minnesota Vikings uh beat the Atlanta Falcons with Josh Dobbs. This guy's journey is incredible. He's back up for Pittsburgh, but I think he started a game or two last year with injuries or the year before, maybe. But um Tennessee trades for him, if I'm not mistaken. He goes to Tennessee, ends up starting a couple games for them last year. This year, 
a week before the season starts, Arizona comes calling. He's like, hey, we need you. He comes in, learns the playbook, starts. He's a second leading rusher. I mentioned this at the quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Josh Dobbs. Well, you know, Kyler Murray's coming back. We'll be fine. Let's trade him to the Vikings who just lost Kirk, lost Kirk Cousins. Don't worry, Dobbs. You don't have to play. We got Jaron Hall in here. Until Jaron Hall gets hurt, Dobbs goes in. Game-winning drive. Leads his brand-new team. He hasn't even been there for a week. Nope. 11 plays into game. the game. Right. He gets you 26 fantasy points. Two passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. Did, did you see Jordan Addison's little quote after the game? That first uh-huh. pass he had to, was like, yep, that's the first pass I ever caught from him. They never even had a chance to throw. Not even They didn't even have a chance. They never worked together at all and probably didn't get a chance. Josh Dobbs is becoming my favorite player in the NFL. Yeah, I'd like to say that too, except for the 8.5 he got me against the Bears. <laughs> oh, my oh, man, you were talking about holding a grudge. I just now, – I, I, mm. How do you feel about Alexander Madison? They used him 16, uh, 16 attempts on the ground. Cam Akers is – I don't know. I mean, he had eight, but I feel like torn Achilles. He's out. Well, right. So, but they're going to have somebody else take his spot, yeah. whether it's, I think he is one of those guys who, and maybe this is Jalen Warren. He puts up really great numbers as the number two guy, but just can't do the number one job. And maybe that's why Najee still is doing it because they know they put him warm when they know they need him, but they know that he can't do that for 25 touches a game. Like Pollard used to say about himself, even though he seems fine anyway, but maybe that's it. I don't know. I I, I couldn't put Madison in a lineup. I wouldn't trust him. Um, yeah. Well, uh, boy, it's just it's tough, man. I, I could put him in as a flex. I certainly don't want him as my RB2. So check this out. In my league of record, as you know, it's a 16-team league. All the quarterbacks are typically taken unless somebody gets hurt. So this week, the only quarterback that was left was, what's that dude from Arizona? I'm trying to just completely forget it. Yes, was the only one left. So Nusir, Dr. Tom Nusir, he's a local dentist here, guy went to college, high school, baseball, all that stuff together. His team squad is shit on a Frisbee. We won't get okay. into that story. Um, it was a long, long time ago in okay, continue. Street, Ocean City. But so- nonetheless... He picks up because he has no quarterbacks. Because Kyler Murray wasn't going to play still, and his other one was on by. So he picks up at like 1245, he picks up Josh Dobbs, who's not even going to be playing. He's the backup. But he uh-huh. picks up anyway, he's just because he had to have somebody in there. 11 plays in, Josh Dobbs is in. Nusir gets 25.8 points out of him and still goes 0 2. So poetic justice, Nuss, take that. So he picked up a backup and started him. There was nothing else. It was him or Clayton oh. Toon. Everything Good was for him. It's a 16 team league where oh. having a backup quarterback is paramount because of the contracts. You, you can't just stream this league. You can't just have one core. You have to have a backup at all times because you don't know if there's going to be another one because of the contracts. So there was nothing else. Devin? Yes. Did, did you, even with all of these points in this game, we only had one person reach 100 yards. And did you start John New Smith anywhere? Yeah, his, what, what, what is like a 60 yard screen pass? 
exactly 100 yards. Yeah, he caught it two yards deep and then just going. Those are six game, and we're at, what, two people at 100 yards? Yeah, Amari Cooper and Johnu Smith, of all people. Well, luckily. Anybody else is even close. The next closest is only 69 yards. Um, in our next game, we had a couple people hit the 80 mark, uh, but not 100. The Saints beat the Bears 24 to 17. Uh, and this game was really disappointing for me. We both thought Derek Carr was going to have a better game. We both hate Taysom Hill yeah. and his almost 20 points. I don't know why he has to do this. Uh, Alvin Kamara, man, he had been rolling only nine points. And then uh, did you see my, my guy, Michael Thomas? Zero. Yep. Find him in the stat sheet. You can't because he's not there. They he were moving have a... the ball in the first half. He had two touchdowns, Carr, at halftime. And then oh, they, Carr, decided, yeah, yeah. they just decided they weren't going to do throw the second half. And if they were, they were going to let Taysom Hill do it. Yeah. Luckily, Alave scored. At, oh, we'll get back to that real quick. Um, Cole Komet, two touchdowns. He is a favorite. This is two weeks in a row. He's doing, um, he's Tyson Badgett's uh, go to guy. Lou Herbert's coming back this year. So, I mean, good luck, Deonta Foreman, Roshan Johnson. I don't know. I mean, good luck Before there. Before we get back to the Saints, let me ask you this. Yeah. Is Cole Komet nearing once and done playoff status? Only if Tyson Badgett's a quarterback. I don't know. Well, he played well. He's, he, he had well some last big year games last Fields, year with Fields. Too. He's so touchdown dependent. I mean, he only had six for 55, which is, you know, good for yeah, a tight end, I guess. But we'll take that from a, from a tight end. That, that's all I'm asking. Is this a guy yeah. that you at least are considering – Saving him for a once and done playoff run. Um, I don't think so. Not with I mean, you got Kelsey and got Andrews, you. obviously. And you can't trust you can't, can't trust, trust Kittle. Who knows oh. what Goddard's going to do? We don't know when he'll what his time frame's even going to be. Here's the deal, man. Uh, after honestly, after Kelsey and Andrews, flip a coin, draw a name out well, of that's exactly what I'm saying. Then, so are we entering a point yeah. where Cole Komet is in that conversation? Of him, sure. Evan Ingram, uh, yeah. Goddard, if he's back, of those guys that we flip a coin and say this is the guy we'll put in because we got to put in somebody. Yeah, I think so. Unfortunately, it's, it sounds weird coming it's out weird. of my mouth. I know it does. That's why I asked. I was like, ha. you can't feel good about it, but you got to put in yeah. somebody that maybe at least has an opportunity of scoring. Yeah, if 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 you have any Saints on your team, if you have Carr, if you have Kamara. If you have Alave, Michael Thomas, anyone, you have to hate Taysom Hill. He came in on a play. He had no business being in on. They were on the two-yard line. And you texted me right afterwards. He They snapped the ball to Taysom Hill, and he throws a touchdown pass stood to there in the pocket. Said, Not even why, a threat of a run. Just stood why, there in the pocket. Why couldn't Derek Carr do it? Because we both That's had exactly Carr. exactly what I wrote to you. Like, what would he just do that Derek Carr couldn't have done? Right. You and I could have made that throw. He was literally just standing there. What was yeah. Juwan Johnson? I think I played. Literally, he's just standing by himself. A mm-hmm. throw that me and my daughter make out front, just throwing a football yeah. around. Yeah. I why? Why That's couldn't Derek so Carr do that? Fantasy football is the worst. Ugh. It's funny because the person I was with, I gave a huge high five to, and then I, because I was eating, and I looked real quick. Then I noticed quickly that it wasn't him; it was freaking Taysom Hill. Because I didn't think it was Taysom Hill. Because <laughs> Taysom Hill usually there's some threat of run, some weird gadget play. No. They're just we're just gonna put him in shotgun, stand in a pocket, and just wait till the tight end comes open in the end zone. Because Derek Carr apparently can't do it. We didn't even have to wait. The tight end was open from the get go. He was. I mean, as soon as they snapped the ball. 
right. Next game was so, so terrible to watch. Your Ravens. Oh, real quick. Sorry, before we move on. It's looking more and more like Badgett's going to be playing again this week. It looked like he wasn't, but now it looks like he will be. It's a short week. They're not going to bring Fields. They they play tomorrow night. They haven't listed as doubtful for now yet, so there's very little chance he'll play. Uh, Ravens smashed the Seahawks 37-3. to Geno Smith, 1.6 points. He he still beat Clayton Toon, though. Uh, Kenneth Walker, 16 yards on the ground. I mean, this was good grief. Uh, there was absolutely nothing, nothing happening here for the Seahawks. That defense is just crazy. Uh, but once again, I feel like we did this dance. Was it last week when I said, what if I told you the Ravens were going to score this many points, but Lamar Jackson was only going to get 10 or whatever it was? Wasn't that last week? Same thing happened. Yeah. Uh, but he didn't have to. Gus Bus, two more touchdowns for him on the ground. And Keaton Mitchell, hey, ECU. I'm not a big ECU fan, but I am in Greenville, North Carolina. I know folks around here have been going uh, crazy for him, very happy to see him succeed. And then um, Mark Andrews, nine for 80. And that's it. I, have, I don't know what to do with Zay Flowers, man. Have you played uh, Gus in the once and done? Uh, yeah, I played him when he – didn't I play him when he blew up? Yeah. I played really sure you're not. I know I did. I thought that was the game you were gonna play him, but decided not to. I can't remember, but we definitely talked about a week or two ago about the reason I play is because I don't know how much longer he's gonna keep up as the number one guy and have these opportunities. I'm like, I'm I want to take the chance. Luckily, it was the week he had three touchdowns. I mean that that in of itself was luck. He was fourth on the team in carries. Fourth. Yes. Justice Hill was the lead back, 13 mm-hmm. carries. Keaton Mitchell, nine carries. Gus, only five. Lamar had 10. I was going to say, yeah, Lamar, 10, yeah. Fourth on the team. And it's not looking like that's going to change. Not after the week Mitchell had. They're going to have to give him the ball some. But he's also, look, you can have five carries when four of them come from the three-yard line. I'm with you. I'm with you there. But Mike Allstott, he is not. So. True. I'm just saying that these bigger games that he's having now, I don't know how much they're going to keep going if he only gets five carries a game. It's going to be tough. Very tough. My favorite game of the week, you had uh, briefly mentioned it earlier when you are talking about uh, our boy C.J. Stroud. The Houston Texans come back from behind and beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 39-37. to What a fun game to watch. Dude, this one almost hit 80, buddy. This was, like I said, my favorite game of the week. Uh, when you got that many points, obviously there's fantasy glory to be had. Uh, Baker Mayfield was great. Did you start with Rashad White? I did indeed. Yeah, because you were asking me about him, so I figured that meant you started. That was a solid start for you. He got to 26 points just about. Uh, Mike Evans hit double digits. But uh, Kate Otten, man, that was a two touchdowns for him. This was like him and Cole Komet. One was a gimme, but the other one was a really, really nice catch in the corner of the end zone. Yeah, and then C.J. Stroud, good grief, 46 points. Tank Bell, 26 points. Uh, Noah, Br- oh, well, I guess Noah Brown doesn't matter, but he almost got you 30 points. Nico Collins was double digits. Dalton Schultz was 22. This was a scoring fest. Love it. I was pleased to see Mr. John Mitchie had a catch for 14 yards. Yeah, good for him. Uh, yeah, this was a fun game to watch. It was crazy back and forth, back and forth. You had no clue what was going to happen. 
And again, Buccaneers throw up 37 points. Most anybody had was 87 yards. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, this I is forgot. the NFL now. It's everything Dude, just spread to around to everybody. Because no, there is no such thing anymore as these workhorse players who are in all the time. Imagine, I mean, years ago, it was a huge thing in fantasy. You had that 100-yard bonus. You know, a lot of leagues I played in, like, if you got to – you get points throughout, but then if you got to that 100 yards, you get, like, say, a three-point bonus, five-point bonus. See, Lord, anymore, that would just be an enormous thing because almost nobody does it. It's just, The league is just so different now. We had talked there about is. Houston, um, some injuries here and there, and Bobby Woods coming back, so it'll be interesting to see how they keep spreading the ball around. Uh, got to give it to Tankdale. I don't care if – I was that's that's saying as good as Nico was this game, three catches, 54 yards, a touchdown. He was the fourth guy. He was he yeah. was outpaced by Schultz, Dell, and Brown. No. And but you're still happy with what Nico Collins gotcha. Well, yeah, 12.9. I mean, I, I'd like a little more out of him, but that's still more than the five points I got out of him the week I played. You're not right. upset. You're not upset. Right. Um all right, Indianapolis takes down Carolina 27 to 13. Uh still only one win for the Panthers. Too bad they don't have their first round pick. Uh giving it to the Bears, but the Chicago fans are super happy. My my favorite here is that Jonathan Taylor, he he was worth starting as was Michael Pittman kind of. Uh but Zach Moss, my favorite part of it, uh, the RB4 on the season in fantasy and uh I started him this week in the once and done and he got me I thought you'd two, have a black armband on tonight. Two Point six. Point it's over, but we talked about a few weeks I ago. Gonna, I was hoping gonna, I'd get one more you week. You said it yourself. It well, doesn't one matter week. how much they produce. The amount of money they just gave Jonathan Taylor was going to force their hand and start just slowly cycling Moss out of the equation. You said it yourself, yet here we are. You played him anyway. Listen, I needed one more week, Kevin. I'm just telling you, you outsmarted yourself. You told yourself, you told everybody listening, <laughs> do not play him anymore. And then you played him anyway. I didn't say don't play him. I said play him with caution. Well, you should have listened to yourself because uh, caution. Obviously. Who who would you have played? Uh, who who was the guy you were considering beside him? Do you oh man, I don't even I don't even remember. Yeah. Um, Josh the... Downs had goes from the huge week to one reception gets hurt. Didn't play the rest of the game, might not play this week. Yeah, we'll see about that one. Uh, well, I certainly wasn't going to play any New York Giants. Saquon oh, sorry, Barkley. But once again, not a single 100 yard guy. Well, uh, no one from the Giants hit it either. And there's six points. We, we just talked last week about how terrible the Raiders are, yet they beat the Giants 30 to six. Unreal. Um, they also, Josh Jacobs did his best, but still only got to 98 yards. He did score twice, so he came out uh, looking pretty good with 21 points. And Jacoby Myers uh, got you 12 and a half, but um, and a rushing touchdown, which was weird. Nice little sweep uh, around the uh, around the end for 17 yards. But that was it in this whole game. Barkley, you were okay with, I guess, getting 12.8. And Josh uh, Jacobs, Jacoby Myers, you're good with because oh yeah. yeah, you didn't start Wandale Robinson, but so I because mean, there are so maybe few. You Late games, we got to see a lot of this on red zone. And I'm yeah. telling you, dude, I I dream of a day that in his prime still, sort of like uh, Roquan Smith getting to go to the Ravens from the Bears, to mm -hmm. see Max Crosby to get to go to a real freaking team. 
Because that dude is freaking just sick. He owned the Giants. Like, dude, it's like he was their daddy. He It was freaking nuts. The dude just manhandles everybody. So, so to get to see what he could do on a real team, the real defense, a real offense, would just – we're talking defensive MVP guy. Yeah. Oh. And, and a lot of things are calling him the number two guy right now behind uh, – what's his face? Um, Who's the dude that beats people over the head with his helmet? Cleveland. Um, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. Sorry, brain fart there. Um, they have him one, him two, and then I think Joey Bosa three, maybe TJ Watt, somebody like that. Uh, a game that I still I cannot say I enjoyed the whole time I watched it, uh, but the final score was okay. Uh, my Eagles took down the Cowboys twenty eight to twenty three. Uh, Dak Prescott looked great at times. He also looked like Dak Prescott uh, other times. Tony Pollard, if you b- paid up for him in the first round or even the second round of fantasy drafts. I don't know what to tell you. We, we told you not to. I think you were a little higher on him than I was. A little, but I expected more out of him than this. I did not expect what some people did, like he was going to be a top five guy because he said it himself. We talked about it earlier in the show. He's not an every down back, and it's showing. I, I know. Uh, we we knew that Jake Ferguson was going to have a good day. We knew that CeeDee Lane was going to have a good day. 11 for 191. Yeah. Um, what a ball game. So we'll do Eagles real quick. Jalen Hurts, he does his thing, uh, as always. A.J. Brown's fine. Seven for 66 and a touchdown. Devontae Smith found the end zone. Dallas Goddard is done for a few weeks. Uh, what, he broke his elbow or? Broke his arm. And they were going into the like surgery that. to find out just how bad it is. He might be out four weeks. He might be out eight. Last year, when, when Goddard didn't play, Devontae Smith, balled out so keep an eye on that but um let me ask you so we see what cd lamb did to the eagles the eagles play the cowboys again what week is that i think it's week 13 or 14 maybe 14 i think right before the once and done playoffs do you put cd lamb out there one week before the playoffs start unless i unless i'm in a, a difficult spot there's no way that's the guy I'm keeping in my back pocket because if I end up in a situation like I did last year, um, I'm not leaving any points behind, buddy. C.D. Lamb was going in against the Eagles. 18, 17, 15, 14. Yeah, week 14. Yeah. December 10th. No, That's I'm good. in a position right now, fortunately, knock on wood, that I, I hopefully can manage things pretty well. You right now are in that position you were last year of teetering. And you don't want to not pull, put the screws to you again. So yeah. you're right. Some people are going to maybe have to pull that. In. Boy, what a great game to do it. Him and AJ. I'm also, yeah. I'm also nine points away from playoffs. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But nothing. last year you missed the playoffs by six points. You to a guy who scored 200 points. And yeah, it was nuts. So it's um, funny this game. These are two very philanthropic teams. Because what did I say to you after the game? The Eagles went out of their way. To say, Dallas, please have this game. We would like you to have this. Take it. It's yours. And Dallas was like, no, thank you, Eagles. We prefer you keep it for yourself. Thank you for the offer. Never looked a gift horse in the mouth. These are two teams that sooner or later, this is going to catch up to both of them. This whole thing of just not winning. Well, Eagles are, I know they only won loss. So we've been talking about all year. They're they're playing these games now that they're winning by less than a touchdown. The last year they were winning by three touchdowns. 
This is going to haunt them sooner or later. It might be the playoffs, might be before. But sooner or later, something bad is going to happen. Get and you're not going to be a happy place. boy. We'll be Get playing. Uh, we'll be doing this afterwards. It's going That's to happen, it. have... dude. It's not pretty football. It's not what it should look like. You need to get a crying baby drop. That's what we need. We need a crying baby. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to look for that. When they say the anyone who watched this game, if you if you if your girlfriend or I don't know somebody you know doesn't like understand football, when they say it's a game of inches, this game was the perfect example of that or because was. there are two plays for the Cowboys where the what was it Jake Ferguson I think was caught a ball and was trying to go in the end zone and he was they caught a touchdown at first on review his knee was down literally what three inches in front was, of the goal line and they he was down before he caught it because he was tackled well right yeah they didn't clear call pass, pass interference they just didn't call it and I think on that same play uh if you look there's a different camera angle there's an there's an obvious um offensive hold happening um mm. just a couple feet out of the screen there but um but anyway regardless of the calls or no calls inches, yeah inches and then there's another play where dallas is going for a two-point conversion and dak prescott this was a, a almost at least as egregious as george pickens not getting his foot in when he had three yards to do so but he has no reason to step out of bounds and he steps out of bounds by two inches an inch two inches yeah, and it, it cost him yeah. the two-point conversion his foot hit in but it slid but you're right. You you got to stay in bounds. You got to find oh. a way. You're Dak. You're yeah. getting paid sixteen million dollars a year to not screw that up. The Pickens thing was far more egregious. That was just complete lack of effort, care, focus. This was just a guy's foot sliding on that sort of maybe a dewy turf by two inches. But still, you're getting paid millions to make that play. You lost because of it. Yep. Potentially. I mean, who knows what would have happened afterwards? But that was the difference. You lost by five. That was six. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, Kevin, don't look now. But these Cincinnati Bengals are they're rolling here. Think they're gonna start picking up steam and they're gonna end it, up dude. By, I'm not upset. I know. By the end of the by the end of the, the year, man, they're gonna be one of the teams to beat in the AFC for sure. They just took down the Bills 24 to 18. Allen is obviously good. Stefan Diggs is obviously good, and our guy Dalton Kincaid stepping up here doing well. Uh, and then for the Bengals, everyone except for Chase, you know, that you started, Mixon, Burrow, uh, T. Higgins, all good. Watch this Jamar Chase back injury. He did not practice yesterday, and I don't think he practiced today. I could be not. wrong. I had to and check. He's being that, very so. cryptic as though he's not going to play. If I had to put money on it now, I'd say he's not playing. Yeah, it's and if he doesn't, watch out T. Higgins, buddy. Who are they playing? Do you know off the top of your head? It's, uh, I think, Houston. Oh, well, I'm, yeah, I can tell you right now, if, if Jamar Chase sits, there's a 0% chance I don't play T. Higgins and probably Burrow in the once and done. Here, Here's my thing. This is a, this game was sort of – it wasn't pretty. But back to what you were saying about the Bengals. There's some people now saying that, hell, they might win out their SEO, which they very well might. I Now that Brady's out of the league, I don't know that there's – a single quarterback in the league, not Josh Allen, not Mahomes, not Hurts, not Herbert, not any of those guys, that I would want to face least in the playoffs than Joe Burrow. Interesting. Uh, Mahomes would be mine. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I like him, but he's, he's lost in the playoffs too. There's just something about Joey B that that whole swagger he has. Now, I'm not saying he's better than Mahomes. That's not what I'm not. I'm not going there. I'm not stupid. I'm just saying as far as that whole Brady in the playoffs deal, mindset. I do not want Joe Burrow rolling into my town. I do not. I sure as hell don't want to go to Cincinnati and have to play him. What if you just switch jerseys? What if you put Mahomes on the Bengals with T. Higgins and Jamar Chase and Ooh. Joe Mixon? Right. I think Mahomes. Well, yeah, I'm not saying he's not better. I'm just saying Burrow's attitude, his whole swagger, yeah, I, his whole thing with gotcha. the playoffs instead of Mahomes and now all the crap that goes on with KC and maybe believe in the pipe a little bit too much. Joey B is just Mr. Cool now. That's just how he is. True. Uh, last game was awful. That's Austin Eckler got you 20 points because he scored twice on the ground, but he wasn't good. I, I mean, if you watch the game, he didn't look good. 14 carries for 47 yards. You're not excited about that. Keenan Allen, you're kind of okay with, I guess. Eight for 77. And then, sorry, Jets, that's it. He just didn't do much. It was game management. It was game management. The Jets, the actually, yeah, they gave up 20. So actually, I think they actually only gave up 20. Wasn't there a there's a punt return the Chargers had early in the game for a touchdown, mm-hmm. but their their defense are great. They really did. They come when you hold Justin Herbert to six points, you've done something. But they just they just can't do anything on offense. Even even our boy, we both played uh, Garrett Wilson this week. Could have been a decent game, but they decided to fumble and they just couldn't get anything going. Brees Hall didn't do crap. This. With a, even a competent quarterback, the Jets could be five and three, six and two right now, and, and in the thick of things. But with Zach Wilson, they just have no chance. I mean, when you had to try, I mean, you had to get everything you got and go to overtime to beat the Giants, who the Raiders just beat by twenty four points. Whatever it was, yeah, and the Giants should have won. I mean, again, that was one of those philanthropic uh, things. Like they did everything they could to just hand the game to the Jets. The Jets, unlike the Cowboys, were kind enough to accept. They needed a little extra time to do it. Yes, they, they did. But, man, this Jets team, boy, well, I, I know it's stupid to think because injuries happen every year to huge players. But, boy, what could have been with Aaron Rodgers? Well, he says he'll be back a couple weeks. He he said three fortnights. That's six weeks. <laughs> By then, I think it's going to be already none night, and it's not going to much matter. I mean, they're four and four. Who would have thunk it? But by then, they could easily be four and ten. True. Definitely. All right, sir, starts of the week. Let's get to oh, it. Who you, who you got for your QB? These aren't necessary people I'm playing in once and done because that's going to have to be – this is going to be different now because once and done starts getting tough this time of year. Mm-hmm. I know I don't want to do it, but I'm going with Kyler Murray. If you're if you're in a position that you need to play him, I'm playing okay. the, the one another league that I talk with a friend of mine that I help, help him with his team some. We have – it's him or Geno. It can't get much worse than Geno right now. Gino's going to not going to be starting in two weeks if he has another clunker. So we're going Kyler Murray. We're going to take take the chance. It's at home against Atlanta. I think they're going to put him in some good positions to to make some plays. And why not take a shot at it? My start of the week, Gino Smith. How? How can? How? He's listen, awful. He, listen, listen. He's QB twenty four, and he's only been a QB one once all year but this past week he was horrendous 
he was also on the road against one of the league's best defenses. He is home against Washington, who gives up the most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Kevin, this is it. This is it for me. If Gino doesn't do it this week, I'm out. I may, he may be the new he who shall not be named. So you're using the the good old he's due argument. Matchup, matchup. Is match that up. what you're telling me? He's due. Matchup. It's the easiest uh, team to play against if you're a quarterback for fantasy. His last five games have been eight, eight, 14, 14, and one. But so you on, on the season, the Commanders give up the most fancy points for okay. the. But that doesn't really take into account them also giving up their two best pass rushers. So they're sure. going to be even worse than they've been. Hey, I'll buy what you're selling. Time. I'll buy what you're selling. I, I, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt here, but wow. This you, is it. You at times, you have these things with some of these players that it's it's weird a little bit. It's a little weird. You, It's All like right. you're willing him into it. You want him to do well. I do. I, you don't necessarily I think, think he will, but you feel as though by calling him out on the show as your play of the week that he will will him into 27 fantasy points in your here's 13 an- different leagues you have him. So I'm going to go ahead and jump ahead here and say, <laughs> here, my wide receiver for the week is DK Metcalf. And I am going down with this shit, buddy. He, he is wide receiver, 33 points per game. He only has two touchdowns on the year. He hasn't been a top 20 wide receiver a single time. Listen, we're coupling him with Gino here. If it doesn't happen this week, I'm out and I'm just going to cry myself to sleep because, man, what could have been with DK Metcalf? He is being wasted out there. Maybe Drew Locke coming in would be the best that. thing for DK. All Get three DK. of those receivers are being wasted. I know. And I it's called this. This is one of my things that we, we talked for the scene start on the show. If there's one guy in the league that's going to shit the bed, it's not living up, going to live up to the hype. It was Geno Smith. He has he's had a, a, one eight-game streak in his entire career where he looked like a competent NFL quarterback. But everybody was the, given this huge contract, NFL people, fantasy people. Dradden was like the number six or seven quarterback. I'm like, what is Are you people mad? But even when he wasn't doing well, you are still getting good weeks from Lockett. You are still getting good weeks from DK. Yeah. You're no, you're not getting I'm, good weeks from anybody except JSN, no. only because you drafted him in the 14th round and it's good value. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just. Hey. <laughs> More power to you, brother. It can't get any worse than last week. I'll give you that. Oh, for them? No, it can't. Like that Lee, I saw where I had my buddy, we played him. He got negative points. Yeah. My receiver's D-Hop. The last two weeks, he's had six and 11 targets. Levis loves to throw to him. They're going up against the Bucs defense. He gives up the second most points to receivers. If I had D-Hop left in the once and done, he'd be at the top of my freaking list this week. Unfortunately... I played him already, but I played him in a week. He did really well, so I can't be too upset. Sure. Uh, all right, for running backs, you're going to like this because I'm going to pull a Kevin Reynolds and just say Lions running backs. Nice. David Montgomery, he's an auto start. He should be back this week. If he plays, he can – I mean, he's almost a lock for a touchdown, I feel like, um, whenever he's out there on the field. And I also think maybe they'll go back to their old ways. Maybe it'll be – Pound the Brock with David Montgomery and sprinkling some touches for Jameer Gibbs. But I kind of think Gibbs was unlocked 
um, in the few, last few weeks when David Montgomery was out. They found what he's good at. Uh, he was so successful. I, I just don't know with him, with how well he looked the past couple of weeks, how they don't try to get him the ball more. And uh, the Chargers have the eighth worst defense um, to opposing running backs. So I, I really think you can start both of these guys with some confidence. Yeah, most likely. I still think it's going to come down to Gibbs will be the primary back from the 10 to the 10, and then Montgomery will be in. And, you, and, and, and that's the issue. He's going he's to have to rack up his points or break something over 10 yards to score. But if there's a guy in the back happen. in the league right now that could, it's him. He looks right. He looks pretty right. good, but I, I, I'm just until that. Can you plays imagine? Out, I've got to stay away from that situation. I'm, I've already played them both, so it doesn't matter anyway. Would you put it past Dan Campbell to be the to have had this been his plan the whole time, like save Jameer Gibbs until halfway through the season and then let him roll the second half? Why not? That'd be. I know the, the thing I would do with Jameer Gibbs, especially since they have receivers hurt every week. Man, I'd roll him into the slot every once in a while. I'd just run him out wide, do anything you can. Even if he's just a decoy, do yes. anything you can to get the ball in that guy's hands. Why not? Why Why? Why make it that he's only occasionally getting a, a run between the 20s? We do this all the time, though. Like when the Eagles had Darren Sproles and LaShawn McCoy, get them both out there. I mean, Bijan Robinson should be riding, lining up in the slot, but actually throwing to him, too. Yep. And, I mean, this happens all the time. NFL teams just don't do it. Yeah, because these are two backs that can actually catch. Right. All right, who you got? Uh, my running back of the week. This is a guy that you should always be playing anyway, but I picked Brees Hall. The Raiders give up the fourth most against the run. Uh, and tough, he man. hasn't been doing a whole lot. So he, he's not like a lock to do well every week because with Garrett Wilson in there, not Garrett Wilson, Zach Wilson. Man, teams just stopping the run. But it, if you're going to be with get somebody, it's him because they sure as heck aren't going to be able to pass. It might be better with Garrett Wilson under center. They couldn't be a whole lot worse. Max Crosby's going to feast. I, you know, I, uh, I like to play the Raiders in the ones that done, but I already played them. I, I could see the guy having five sacks this game. But Brees Hall might be able to run by him, right? Best way to deal with a player like him is go right at him. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, I don't feel great about it. But if there's a week he could do well, maybe this is it. Give me Dalton Schultz at the tight end position. He's been killing it lately. Just had a 20-plus point game, and the Bengals are the third worst team against tight ends. Yeah, I thought about him. Actually, I did think about him. I so I have written down here. I do have Schultz, Schultz written down. You thought about it so much you wrote it down. I'm not playing him in the once and done. Who do I have in? Oh, okay. I, see. I might change. I actually have Schultz written down. I was saying I had Trey McBride because I think he could have a big game too against the Falcons with Kyler Murray coming back. Kyler Murray loves throwing to tight ends. So I think he could be a nice little safety valve for him this week. But I actually have Schultz in as well. All right. Uh, and since I haven't talked about Seattle enough, I'm going to go ahead and have them be my defense. Uh, this one I actually feel confident about, though, because um, they're a very good fantasy defense. Sam Howell's on pace to get sacked a thousand times, and uh, Seattle should be able to put some points on the board. And this defense um, should be in a position to be able to take advantage of obvious passing situations that the Commanders are going to find themselves in. So, why not? I'll be a Seahawks fan this week. Fair enough. The defense that anybody that can possibly play them that should they should play this week would be the Cowboys against the Giants, seventy-eight oh, screen yeah. uh, quarterback, and I think they have. On their offensive line now, I think they only have one guy starting this week that was a starter in week one. 
the Cowboys could seriously throw up like 50 fantasy points in this game. But that's anybody be playing the Cowboys any week, any week, any anyway this week. I'm going with the Steelers. Steelers at home. Who do they have? I had it written down, but for some reason it's not on my screen anymore. Oh, Green Bay. Jordan Love, who is awful on the road. He's even more awful. Steelers are starting to look competent, all except for their quarterback. And I expect a big game out of them. Um, the Cowboys, the first time that they uh, played the Giants week one, scored 37 fantasy points. For they defense. might score more this time. They might. This, they might. They might not get as many points. I think they had a touchdown or two mixed in there. But this is one of those games that's going to be like the Cleveland-Arizona game this week. Men amongst bo- men playing boys. It is. It's just going to not be pretty. All right. Anything else, sir, before we get out of here? Uh, most leagues, make sure you know your rules because in many leagues, my league of record, for example, this is the trade deadline, week 10. Uh, a lot of them I know like on Yahoo and some other sites is next Saturday, the 18th. Ah, yeah. Ours is week 10. So uh, early. Okay, buddy. Awesome. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, check us out YouTube, Spotify, and Facebook. And uh, Kevin, good time. We'll see you in a week. Later, buddy.